Hello, and welcome back to Best in the Biz, the pod talking business with College of the North Atlantic student and alumni entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ian McDonald, and today we're talking with Jamie Guzni, owner and operator of Agathuna Drafting and Consulting. Originally from Deer Lake, Jamie went on to study here at CNA in Stephenville. Uh, after schooling, he founded Agathuna Drafting and Consulting, an engineering firm. Thanks for stopping by today, Jamie. How are you doing? Doing great. And thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Yeah. So we'll start out by getting you to tell us a little bit about your business and how it all came about. Yeah, I think it's like a lot of businesses, especially with people my age, it all comes from our life experiences. Yep. Um, and uh, my, my life experience really began right after high school. Uh, I had no intentions of being an engineer uh, oh. once I graduated, even though my family was involved in engineering. Um, uh, my intention was to do something medical. I was doing respiratory technology. Um, got accepted in Algonquin uh, College at the time, but uh, like uh, due to poor planning, didn't really have the funds to do it. Yep. So actually, I took a job offer with the Hudson's Bay Company, went to the Arctic Circle, oh, yeah. and uh, lived up there for a couple uh, for a couple of years. And then uh, it's enough of this. I get let's <laughs> get back into the family business. Yeah. And uh, my brother had just finished. Um, Back in, I think he finished probably like in 87. Had uh, Back then it was called Bay St. George Community College. Yeah. And uh, so he had finished a uh, drafting program. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Something I was interested in. And in 89, uh, the college uh, back then was Western Community College yeah. here at Ellie Bone at, at Stephenville. And they had come up with a brand new, uh, a brand new take on uh, engineering and drafting. They started a CAD program, so computer computer aided uh, uh, design. Yeah. And it was and back then. It's like today is commonplace using CAD programs and stuff in design. But back then, uh, it was very innovative, and they were very proud of it because they were the first ones in Eastern Canada and the Eastern Seaboard, I think, to actually offer that course. Wow. And that's what and. Not really. I wasn't familiar with computers at the time because, like, yeah. uh, like when I was in high school, we used computers, but like in the old floppy disk days. Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, so when I came there, state of the art computer systems uh, and uh, great instructors. Uh, you know, Kevin Hines and Colin Smith back in the, the day. The boys were were great and was more of a like a very social environment and learning. Tough course. Started yeah. off. Thirty two of us started. It was a two-year program, yeah. so it's a precursor or part of the civil engineer, a civil engineering technology course okay. that they do in LD teaching in Cornerbrook and, yeah. and St. John's, I think. So it's it's pretty uh, it was pretty intense, uh, you know, a lot of calculus and stuff like that. A lot of people weren't used to. It. So anyway, after I graduated and went to work with my uh, my brother, and uh, and uh, that's kind of how it kind of led me here. Is this. Uh, you know, you start off with the right school, with the right training, with the right people. And when I came out of that program, uh, there was really no learning curve. Yeah. Uh, the guys did such a great job with the program and the staff and everything here. And we had used them as a great resource. And, uh, and again, working, um, I think working under family is the hardest. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> you get beat up all over the place. They can say stuff to you that a normal employer wouldn't be able to. <laughs> That's right. And yeah. you learn fast. And uh you know, from there, uh, I got into architecture in St. John's, working for Douglas Howes Architects. Uh, and uh, and then after that, uh, even did some uh, little bit of teaching oh, yeah. of it. And, uh, and uh, part of uh, the teaching and stuff was teaching some of the staff and the Hibernia Project, because back then the Hibernia Project was still under construction. Yeah. And they had a lot of engineers and stuff that came over from Europe uh, that didn't understand CAD. 
And so I was using CAD and I got, uh, uh, you know, the, the institution I was teaching asked me to teach it. Yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah. And it was great. I was dealing, uh, teaching people from Morocco, oh, from, wow. uh, from Paris, uh, from Scotland okay. in 2000. Uh, my brother then was working in Las Vegas, uh, oh, no then, and Las Vegas was booming. The, uh, that part of the United States, uh, my brother had just come down working on the legacy highway for the Salt Lake city Olympics. Oh yeah. And, uh, and he said, look, we're looking for techs and stuff down here. Great. Went down there, worked in Vegas for a year, moved my family down there. Uh, and, uh. And then we, uh, uh, opportunity came up to work in the oil industry over in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma and moved over there for a couple of years. And, uh, that was a great experience. But, uh, when we were living there, that's when 9-11 happened. Oh, no way. And so got a different, saw a different side of the United States then because everything totally changed. That's right. Yeah. But the amount of learning down there, and again, they talk about life lessons and stuff. This took everything. Uh, for me, it was a classroom. Mm-hmm. And I've got to actually, from an educational standpoint, there's universities everywhere. Yeah. It's like you, you know, in Newfoundland, we have uh, street corner stores down there. You have street corner universities <laughs> and colleges and great programs and stuff. And so I upgraded my education yeah. uh, down there, transferred a lot of my courses, actually. from oh, were very Almost all the courses were recognizable uh, down in the States. Yeah. And uh, ended up doing a bachelor's degree and then finished it off with uh, a degree in uh, in science, bachelor of science, yep. with a major in engineering. When I f- saw the first uh, application of using drones for engineering purposes, yep. uh, uh, it, it just blew me away because it, I think it was my first realization about about technology, how technology can advance mankind. Yep. And, um, and what they did, like before we used to do, subdivisions in California are massive. Like, uh, you know, anywhere from 2,000 to 3,000 homes in, wow. in a subdivision. And what, uh, uh, there was a group of guys came and, and uh, they uh, they said, look, we have a drone. These are ex-military guys, retired guys. Yep. We have a drone that can do just as much uh, work in a day than your survey crews can do in a month. Wow. I said, Nah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I'm very familiar with LIDAR. So yeah. light, light, light uh, you know, light distance uh, uh, radar, right? Uh, so um, so basically it's like uh, if you send a laser and it bounces back, it's the time and stuff, and it knows, okay, if I'm at this altitude and the yeah. light beams down bounces back, is that, okay, that's that distance, and therefore that's that elevation at that point. Yep. And uh, so uh, these guys had what was called photogrammetry and photogrammetry. And, and you can do it now. And it's like anybody ever gets in and talk about like uh, modeling, uh, like models of something and then putting it into 3D printers. Yeah. All you need is a phone and take a bunch of pictures. Yeah. But with their drone, they took overlapping photos. It's like, you know, uh, you know 70 and 80% overlaps. Yeah. And and uh, they, they would do that and take a whole bunch of photos of an entire area like mo- back to square miles. Yeah, yeah. Square kilometers here square miles and then they would bring it back and they had these very back then they had very large computer systems and they would process it and in a week they would have the entire survey done where it would take months with a crew of uh, <laughs> a crew of five wow. five surveyors and and the, the amount of data that came from that was like you know centimeter accuracy and uh uh, it's like, oh, wait, there, there's something like, here yeah, yeah. The, only, the only limitation at that time was money Mm. Right, uh, the technology was there, but the computer, uh, the computers were not there. 
at the time. And I kept that in the back of my mind. And when I went to Alberta, I talked to them about it. And then uh, they, uh, when I was in Alberta, I uh, was working for Stantec up there and I was a senior associate with Stantec. And I would always go down to geomatics, which is surveying, right, yeah. uh, there, and uh, talk to those guys because, you know, I was doing oil and gas but also linear infrastructure. Yeah. And they, um, uh, they introduced me to ground-based LIDAR, which is laser, uh, laser measurements. So, you know, taking all that information and stuff and jumping forward and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, in uh, 2011, I uh, was hired by Nailcore uh, as part of their engineering team uh, to, um, to supervise the construction of Muskrat Falls and Lower Churchill Project. Yeah. Started off as a civil engineer and then graduated up to the head of uh, civil engineering for Nelcor. And of course my job was to review SNC eleven at the time was doing design. So I would review their designs and approve and see if there's any discrepancies and stuff. Yeah. They had the expertise and I was just basically just looking at it, just making sure that everything everything uh, would work from our perspective, yeah. uh, from Nelcor's perspective. And uh, and then uh, that's where drones come back up again. And, and it's like, well, well, really, I didn't realize that it's changed so much. Yeah. Uh, the drone in California was the size of a small car yeah. uh, that went off a, a, you know, a ramp. Yeah. And uh, now you have quadcopters. Uh, yeah. It was a hexacopter at that time. And it, like now it's like you have drones that you can fit in the palm of your hand and do exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, still thinking about the drones and stuff, left the Lord Churchill Project uh, back in uh, 2014. Okay. Come back to the West Coast. Now what? What am I going to do? Um, I'm too young to retire. Don't have enough money to retire. So do I start up my own business? Which is really seriously thought of as starting a own firm. Yeah. Uh, I had offers to open up offices for other companies and stuff on the West Coast. And then I uh, got a call uh, to manage a mine in Port of Port. And so I worked at mine for for five years and and. Uh, off of that and uh semi-retired basically i guess in 2019 and like anybody else i guess is like you're bored <laughs> and then it's like i think i'll go out and buy a drone <laughs> right and then he's checking out the prices of the drones and and again drones drone technology varies from size the smaller they are the more they're more like toys yeah and so uh well actually while i was my manager i got asked by the catholic diocese to go to uh the Grob. They okay. had some issues with erosion and stuff in one of the cemeteries there. It's happened over 20 years. Yeah. And that's something that I'll loop back to is that we're currently involved in is, is coastal erosion. Mm. In that area, they lost about 20-something feet of the coastline. A wow. lot of people don't realize that is, you know, climate change really is absolutely that is significant, yeah. right? You know, and a lot of people can say that, that it's not, but I've, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, actually, that cemetery was... It was in the hard shape. Uh, they, they've lost graves. Wow. Right. So I won't get into that part of it. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of the things that I did at that time was help out the diocese yeah. and the local uh, cemetery committee help protect the existing ones that were left. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and I couldn't survey it mm -hmm. because, number one, I didn't really have the equipment. Uh, and it was kind of still dangerous. And, again, there were still graves and stuff in the eroded area. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. So I went out and bought a small drone. There and, you go. Uh, right? It's like, uh, and I did the research. Yeah. Google's a wonderful thing. Oh, yes, yeah, so you can find out anything. <laughs> you know, fixing the dishwasher to, <laughs> to learn how to fly a drone. So I got that, and I taught myself how to fly, and I, I um, you know, remembered about photogrammetry. Yeah. And uh, surveyed the entire cemetery and all that. 
and then I did the engineering design for the uh, for the coastal erosion, where basically using armor stone down yeah. there, and then and and then uh, smaller stones towards the top, like riprap and stuff, just to protect that yeah. embankment. And that little drone uh, was probably at the time about eight hundred dollars, I guess. Uh, really came in from a quantity standpoint, came to like three percent of the actual. Stone, uh, amount of stone used, which is phenomenal. Wow, we're, uh, we're lucky to get ten percent sometimes. Yeah, right? and uh, so what I started doing with the drone, with uh, again pro CBDC. So if anybody's starting a business, uh, <laughs> a really good place to go is CBDC. They got great programs, and uh, you know the interest rates and stuff on certain loans might be a little bit higher, but the benefit that you get from that is much more if it will go to a financial institution like BMO or yeah. whatever. Uh, not putting BMO underneath the bus. Great to me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, so I approached uh, CBDC here in, in Stephenville and I said, look, here's the concept. This is what I'd like to do. Great, we'll fund it. Awesome. Right? And, you know, you give, uh, uh, got enough to buy the drone, get the training. Uh, I, w- I wasn't, uh, I had to t- attend two uh, flight ground schools. Oh, yeah. A couple of years later, I got my flight reviewer cert- uh, certification, which now I can actually train and then observe flights and then grade people and then get the, uh, and then uh, recommend the Transport Canada to get their license. Awesome. Yeah. So out of that, um and again, using loan and stuff from CBDC, started up a, a drone company. And it's like, the, the intention was to find underground water leaks. It wasn't about doing engineering or anything like that. It was actually helping out municipalities and stuff with their water issues. Interesting, yeah. Right? Then uh, locally, uh, I got approached by, uh, by some uh, nonprofit organizations. Uh, one of them was uh, Community Education Network. Yeah. They're having some issues, I guess. There's a lot of homeless youth. There is, through, yeah. Land, right? Yeah. And again, it's this, a lot of it's through passion um, that, uh, you know what, I'll help you out. Uh, but then you realize, okay, now in order to do engineering in Newfoundland, you, even though you got uh, your license, your engineering license and your stamp, yeah. I remember I was a member, a member of Paganel at the time. I was yeah. actually, I had three certifications, uh, three licenses. I was a member of the Engineer Association in, um, in Alberta, yeah. uh, Nova Scotia, and Newfoundland. Just carrying all the license just in case. Yeah. And, um, and, but because you had that doesn't mean that you can practice engineering by offering services. So now mm-hmm. you need your permit to practice. In order to get your permit to practice, now you get to pay for professional liability insurance, commercial yeah. liability insurance, and all that. Everything yeah. starts to escalate. Of course, like, yeah, it adds up. Yeah, I said, my God, I'm like $15,000 in the hole. I haven't even started <laughs> anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, so anyway, helped them out with that project. Very successful. And obviously, yeah. it, it came at a good time because it was finished just before COVID happened. Oh, yeah. Our company was incorporated in 2019. We are an indigenous company. Uh, my wife is the president, um, yep. and um, and she'll. Uh, that's how we started out. We started out a drone company that, due to helping other nonprofits, turned into an engineering company. And because of the fact that you you take on some of that debt in order to actually pay for your insurances and all that yep. stuff, uh, then okay, well now we need to go out and get the projects. And, that's right. And got into uh, helping out mining, yep. and uh, and then from that got involved in the municipal engineering. Uh, being competitive and bidding on uh, municipal engineering jobs that would the government would put out and we have uh, right now we have uh, people that have worked for us from St. John's all the ways up to Walbush to uh, we have uh, our engineering manager uh, is in Port of Basque oh wow hey you know when you look at COVID what did COVID teach us we could work remotely that's right 
we use the technology. Uh, we use Teams, Microsoft Teams, yep. and is like, want to call somebody? Go on Teams, yep. uh, and it's like they're in the room with you. Yeah, right. Yeah, very, fantastic. very flexible that way. But again, it's like that costs money. Exactly, <laughs> it all adds up. Hey, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's fantastic. That covered a lot. That was yeah. great. Uh, it was good background, and, and it really touched on the foundation and how CNA really played a part as well, right? Oh my god! Exactly. So. That, that was great and it's nice to see that i like when people give it out in a little timeline so yeah. like this is where we started this is where we're to now yeah right yeah it really paints the picture of where you got oh yeah where you got and how you got there yeah right yeah so it's, it's really fantastic so you talked about your family business would you say that was your drive to be, make you become an entrepreneur or where did that drive come from oh uh, yeah no it's like one of those things where that uh you know um I didn't intend to go out to, to own a business and become an entrepreneur, but it, it like it was something again. As I think, is all in the back of our minds. Mm -hmm. as, as Newfoundlanders, I think one thing with Newfoundlanders and Labradorians, I think we're very self sufficient. Self sufficient. Yeah. We, you know, I think it comes back from the backgrounds. Is like you know, I grew up in Deer Lake, so that was the woods industry, and uh, yeah. you know, it, it's it, and everybody on my street by the owned all everybody owned wood trucks and everybody yeah. working, and then it's <laughs> like okay, well he's got his own business. You learn a few things. That's right. Uh, one thing I did find about being an entrepreneur, you can read all the material you want. I've taken I've taken tons of economics classes. In order to become an engineer, you need to have a, uh, economics 101. Yeah. I took that. I thought that would show me how to start a business. <laughs> no, it does not. Uh, <laughs> it can tell you how to balance your books and stuff. Yeah. But uh, you know, okay, number one, like hey, you got to register your you got to register your company to yep. uh, you know register your deeds and and get that there and then and then also do now you need your insurances. Okay, now you got to register. Uh, you have to register for your C uh, CRA if you make yep. over like thirty thousand dollars or whatever. You need yep. to do that. Um, some uh, some government organizations that if you work for them, you need to have uh, um, you know a CRA number, yeah, uh, business number, and the two numbers you have are uh, one. Uh, it's the same number, but it's just different uh, letters at the end of it. One's for payroll, one's for one's for uh, for your HST. So you become an HST collector, yep. and then the other one, of course, is your for your corporate taxes. But did I set out to be one? Absolutely not. Just kind of stumbled upon it. Hey? It's just interest. It, yeah. it just it just came there, and it's like sometimes again. You're, I think your 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 life experiences yep. and everything you went through, and then your willingness to help people kind of lead you in there. And as once you kind of get in, there, it's like oh oh crap, I am an entrepreneur now. <laughs> I didn't really plan this. Now this is serious. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like uh, it's almost like playing cards. You're very good playing cards <laughs> when you don't take it serious. But when you start taking it serious, it's like, well, I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah, that's and, right. And is that something, again, of being an entrepreneur, I think, that you look at is like you're going to make mistakes. Uh, the best thing we ever did, that I ever did, I want to say, you know, again, I'm an alumni, was take the program that I did at CNA. Um, University university is great, uh, but uh, you know you're limited. Mm -hmm. uh, what I find like with colleges like CNA and stuff is like you know again we've always looked at degree programs. I was actually on the, the board of governors for CNA for oh, yeah. for a couple of years. I don't know you probably didn't know that. I didn't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I did. I attended a couple of graduations here as as representative. Yeah. Um, 
but like you know talking about degree programs and stuff that's great if that's that's the field you're going into Mm -hmm. but i think you look at this day and age and a lot of the things that we're getting into now from a technology standpoint and stuff i think the trades are the best way to go for a lot of people uh we're currently teaming up with teaming up with a company out of ottawa now to start doing coastal erosion analysis for the federal government um so we're proposing for that and like a lot of the technology and stuff we talk about lidar yeah a lot of the information now is free online mm-hmm. uh and it comes from satellites in a couple of years uh, the uh, canadian government is sending up a satellite that is going to totally revolutionize the way that data is collected for climate change and coastal erosion you need people that knows that you need to know yeah. that machine learning right and uh, I think that's, again, programs and stuff like CNA and stuff put out there. I think that's the key. That's the key. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, uh, it's really interesting. It seems like a lot of the people that we've been talking to, mm-hmm. uh, CNA has really been the foundation in a lot of their businesses. Absolutely. So it's uh, it's great to see. And it, it's nice to have that as a stepping stone towards entrepreneurship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's fantastic. So next one, what was your most successful small business moment? Now, I know you've got tons of awards because <laughs> yeah. I've given you a couple of awards. <laughs> a couple of awards. <laughs> I think, that, you know, that, probably the, the best one, I guess, you know, being the uh, uh, best top business in Newfoundland for awesome. CBDC, right? Uh, yeah. And again, you know, probably second from a business standpoint, you know, awards, awards are nice, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's nice to be recognized. Uh, but I think the, the best part, uh, the, you know, again, we came runner-up. We were, like, second in Atlantic Canada, too. Wow. I don't know yeah. that there. Yeah. Um, uh, so we got an order, you know, distinction for that. Um, but I think, for me, it was hiring on our first employee. Yeah. That, that was, I think that was It's key. a big moment. It's a big moment, yeah. And then, like, you kind of go down the achievements. Now we have, uh, we have uh, f- you know, it took a while there, but we have uh, we have our benefits package there now. Which is 100% benefits. Great. Uh, it's a it's an indigenous insurance called Sign Up that we've gotten from, uh, not advertising for them, but uh, <laughs> from they're they're out from West and and again being an indigenous company, yeah. uh, like we we pride ourselves in that. But like with the uh, with the 100% package, I think that's the key now. It's not a lot of money is money. Yeah. But I think now with a lot of people first coming out of school and stuff, benefits is key. Definitely. Right. And I think for me, uh, wards are great, but I think having that moment where that we brought in that package for all of our employees and us, and it's like, say employees, but they're team, they're part of the team. That's right. Right. And I think as entrepreneurs, you got to realize that, is that without, without your team members, you're nothing. Look at Wayne Gretzky. What did he do after Edmonton? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So that's great. Um, We touched on this a couple times. He did give some good advice. So what advice would you give an aspiring entrepreneur? Well, I think the best thing is to take as many courses as you can. especially Yes, especially with business and entrepreneurship. And I think when I first started that, there was really none of that. Like you yeah. would have a business administration program and mm-hmm. stuff. I think they would teach you things like bookkeeping and stuff. I think that is important. Yeah. But I think through entrepreneurship uh, and those, uh, the new revised business programs, uh, how to set up a business and how to run a business and what's the important things, I think that's key. The other thing is is the keeping in touch with your classmates. Mm-hmm. Developing, uh, take, as, take advantage of going to as many events as possible. Uh, get yourself some business cards. Yeah, right? definitely. That's what I. Uh, that's what I learned. I don't know if you have ever seen one of my business. I cards. I did actually. Yeah. Yeah. One so of the nicest ones I've seen. Yeah. Honestly. So <laughs> again, like for. 
people out there, my business cards have scales along all the edges. On the front is is metric, and on the back is architecture, which is feet and inches. I got that from Japanese businessmen, meeting Japanese businessmen oh, yeah. and what they would do. And then again, in Japanese culture, business cards are very important. Yeah. And then, like when you give it to you, and it's first my first exposure to it is like you know very business cards are very sick. But what I noticed on there was like four of them. One of notice on each one of their business cards was something different. One had the scales. One had metric conversions because really we never, you know, there was no smartphones back then. Yeah. And one had something else. One had something else. So very useful. I'm going to keep these in my yeah. wallet, right? Yeah. Like little books. I think that's, you know, and when it comes to, again, uh, stay in contact with your classmates, mm-hmm. uh, keeping that, uh, you know, that, that connection back to school because, again, there's always programs and stuff and uh, CNA sends a newsletter all the time. I yep. read it all the time. And if there's a alumni opportunities to go back and meet back up again, I think that's key. And these people will help you along the way. That's and right. you might find these synergies where that this person in this location is doing this and they might be able to bring some of your knowledge and your business yeah that might be able to build with theirs and become more powerful definitely yeah yeah that's one thing uh, again a lot of the guests talk about is connections no oh, yeah connections are so key oh, yeah. for every part of business yeah. yeah right do not burn bridges yeah do not burn bridges that's right all right you everybody has a bad day yeah right but remember that there's tomorrow so we all get frustrated uh, I think uh, cooler heads prevail all the time. Yep. You'll get more money. You, you'll actually get more with honey than you will with vinegar, that old saying. Yep. And there was many a days, too. I've had a bad day. And uh, sometimes you got to walk away. That's right. And then collect yourself and come back. And I, uh, I think uh, if you can keep your head. Um, you know, the other thing is to, uh, within every business, uh, when you start off, you need to know what you're doing. You need to know what your what your funding is going to be. How are you going to carry it through? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with living at home, right? You know, with your parents for a yeah. while, right? Because when you look at it, you look at Amazon. How Amazon started? You know, exactly. Right? You know, uh, you know, uh, for the first ten years, um, the, the guy that started Amazon never took any money from the company. Yeah. Right. And it's just you put it back into your business. Your business is your life. And the old days of corporations and stuff and directors and stuff not being directly affected by bankruptcies and stuff within the business is gone, yeah. right? You own that business. They're, my bank account is linked to our business. That's right. Yeah. Right? Our yeah. mortgages are linked to our business. Yeah. Uh, and because you need to put up that capital. And that's the other thing. You need to start off with good credit. Get yeah. your credit built up. Get some capital assets. A car. Yeah. As capital assets. A motorbike is capital assets. A computer is capital assets. Yeah. So when you're going in, like even uh, CBDC, you need to have capital assets to go in there to help you to get your loans. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. Uh, it's really good. It's uh, it's important to build that right from the start, oh, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. That's, uh, that's pretty much it for today's session. Uh, so thanks again for chatting with me, Jamie. Appreciate no it. Uh, would you like to share your socials so the audience can get in touch if they like? Oh, wow. Well, again, <laughs> yeah, my, uh, I won't put my cell phone out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, but my, uh, my work email is uh, uh, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at A-D-C, so Alpha Delta Charlie, engineering.ca. That's my work uh, email. Perfect. We're looking for civil techs, civil engineers all the time. 
Perfect. Right? So, uh, and we're looking again, drone pilots. We have currently have four drone pilots. We're always looking for more drone pilots. Awesome. Right. So anybody out there is looking for work. <laughs> Get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks again for coming in. Uh, that's a wrap for today's episode, folks. So uh, thank you for tuning in to Best in the Biz, CNA's entrepreneurship podcast. Leave a review if you liked today's episode and keep up to date with all new episodes at our website at www.cna.nl.ca slash entrepreneurship and on all other major streaming services at Best in the Biz CNA.